Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, coach is scrambling this morning. (laughs) That's for sure. Uh, My wife elbowed me. I rolled over and I I looked at the clock. I fell back, rolled back over, and then my wife elbowed me. She says, honey, it's 6.15. I said, no, it's 5.15. She said, no, it's 6.15. And it was (laughs) 6.15. So the, whoa, I better better get up here and get rolling. I'm going to need the Holy Spirit this morning to, to put together a show and so if if, uh, if we're not running on all cylinders today, it's because I, I don't know why I slept. I don't know why I had an amazing thing happen. What's well, not amazing? The Lord will show you all kinds of stuff, folks. If you just if you'll just if you just uh, let, stop a minute and listen, watch and listen, and don't move on. Don't be so busy about your day. We have this crazy cat, Opie. Opie only eats one kind of food. It's it's called it's made by Chewy, Chewy. We can't find it anywhere. I mean, it's, it's, they make these little soups. Betty found us some and, and uh, got, got us through a little bit of a period of time. And then I got on auto ship at this place at Chewy where they make where they make it. And uh, I said to Michelle last night as I was going to bed, I said, uh, did that Chewy shipment come yet? I said, we're on auto ship. That Chewy shipment come? She said, no, no, it didn't come. So I thought, what? That's really strange. What's going on? So I called the Chewy company, if you can believe that. There is such a company. I called Chewy last night at it was about nine o'clock, I think it was, and got the girl on the phone. And you know what it is, folks? It's crazy. Chewy's cat food. Chewy is such a big company that they had somebody answer my call last night at nine o'clock. Some some agent, and we went through the whole thing. They are out of cat food. You say, Coach, what's that got to do with anything? Folks, Michelle and I walked into Walmart yesterday. I can't believe how many shelves are not, don't have food on them. I never used to walk into Walmart and see big holes of, of, in the food, things that aren't there, whole sections of stuff that aren't there. So so I'm going to say to you this morning, maybe you're a new, maybe you're a new listener, maybe store some food, would, would you please? Please store some food. Everywhere we look, they tell us that they're telling us they are telling us that, there's, that there are going to be food shortages. Folks, we heard from the president of the United States the other day for food shortages. Store some food. Cans, cans of beans, cans of tuna, cans of whatever. Every go, friends, listen to me. Food in your basement is far more valuable than money in your bank. I'm going to say that again. Food in your basement is far more valuable than food than money in your bank. And then we saw, I'm not going to have time to talk about it this morning, but we saw that uh, uh, Stu uh, Peters came out yesterday and said they're putting stuff in our water. They're poisoning us in city water. Now, I have the videos, one of the things we're going to talk about today, but I'm probably, probably not really going to have time to get around to it. Friends, <clears throat> the signs of collapse are all around us. They're all around us. And I, I was looking this morning, again, because I got up so late. Bo Polney did an unbelievable video yesterday. Uh, I sent it to some of you. He was on Greg Hunter's show. You guys say, who's Bo Polney? Well, Bo Polney, I got to meet Bo uh, when we were out in, in uh, California for one of those Clay Clark events. I'd, I'd seen about him. He's a gold and silver guy. That's really where his, you know, that's really where his, uh, he, he made his name. And he's put together the most unbelievable free chart of where we are, uh, comparing times and weeks and numbers. And I mean, and Bo Polney says, I don't know if I'll try to find that. Does anybody have that? that they stick that in the chat. 
that I sent out to some of you yesterday. <clears throat> in fact, I downloaded uh, a hundred and I think it's like a hundred and fifty PDF slide free off of his website, free that walks you through the whole thing and shows you what's going on. USA Watchdog, that's what it is. And here's the great news, friends. Here's the great news. Bo Polney, millions about to lose everything. Bo Polney, millions. Of, look at that smile on his face. Because he says that the Lord, boy, this is, whew, you got to listen to it. The Lord is about to flip over the tables. And that, and that, that uh, mystery Babylon, think about this a minute. We've always been trying to figure out who Mystery Babylon is, right? Is it the U.S.? Is it Israel? Is it from the bear from the north? Mystery Babylon. Bo Polney says Mystery Babylon is the financial system. The financial system controls every aspect of our lives. Think about it a second. Think about it. If, if, there, if there was no dollar, no manipulation of the dollar, uh, all around the world, all around the world, the coming together of the ruble and the dollar and the pound and all those are all set up by what Bo says is Mystery Babylon. And the financial system is about to come down. Mystery Babylon is going to fall. It says in the scripture that in an hour, it'll happen in an hour, that Mystery Babylon will fall. And he says it is the financial system. And then he's very, very... Wow, I don't. I don't want to get too deep in this. If we, if we can, uh, Hunter, is this, I didn't who is it? It's Spencer, Spencer, stick that in the chat right now, folks. I just encourage you to watch this. Just encourage you to watch this. And he said, "Oh my goodness, there's so many good things in there. So many good things." He points out, and he says this: that those who are prepared, the wealth of the rich uh, of the sinners saved up, stored up for the righteous. He said, the greatest transfer of wealth power in the history of mankind. It's a God moment. It's a God thing. God is going to move in, and he's going to transfer the wealth of the sinner to the righteous. And it's going to be done. Well, you got to prepare yourself. Because if you don't prepare yourself, you're going to miss the transfer. We're moving out of dollars. We're moving out of, we see it all across America, right, folks? And he made this point, and I thought this was really, really profound. God said, the gold is mine, the silver is mine. He didn't say the dollar bill is mine. He didn't say the ruble is mine. He said, the gold is mine and the silver is mine. And that it all will once again be thrown. Yeah, they throw the gold in the streets for us to pick it up. We, got, we have to understand, they're throwing, the gold is being thrown in the streets even right now. You can, you can buy gold and silver now, and, and uh, or later on. You anyway, I don't want to get focused on this, but if you've got some spare time, you're mowing your yard, this is a, this is worth hearing. Okay, friends, it's worth hearing. And uh, I don't know where where I got going. Betty, uh, uh, um, not Betty. What's my friend's name? Myra. Pray us in. Pray us in here, Myra. I will do that, Coach. Good morning, Saints. How we doing? Uh, Psalm one eighteen twenty four, King James Version. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Holy Spirit, you are welcome to catch Dave Haddle and open our hearts to you. Jeremiah 17, 9, King James Version. The heart is deceitful about all things and desperately wicked. Amen. Who can know it? Who can know it? 2 Corinthians 2 to 2. But I determined this myself, that I will not come again to you in heaviness. For if I make you sorry, who is he then that maketh me glad? But the same which is made sorry by me. 1 Corinthians 2 to 5. And I, Britain, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ in him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstrating of, of the Spirit 
and power. Yes. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Psalm 146, 6, 1 and 2, King James Version. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Will I live? I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. We read in Romans 127 to 29, King James Version, and likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the women burn in their lust, one toward another man, with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error, which was met. I release the anointing that breaks the joke of evil in this call. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Hey, listen, Hagen Report. I don't know how many of you got a chance to see me yesterday, uh, see our show yesterday. You didn't see me with uh, AJ. Wow, folks. <laughs> wow. It's, it was, uh, it's, it's a must-see. And AJ is going to uh, – uh, I want to uh, tip cap to cap. That's, that was the Brideon show yesterday. And AJ, uh, he, he blew it away yesterday. What a brave man he is, 38 years old. And I'm gonna, he's going to be on the Hagman Report with me today. And, folks, I would ask you to do something. I would ask you, if you could, uh, we've got to circulate this, circulate this, because there's some vivid pictures. I'm going to show you some vivid pictures here in a minute of abortion. And A.J. tells us in, in the Rideon show yesterday that when they went to the abortion clinic, they go there regularly, and the guy came to pick up the, uh, uh, the, the, the medical waste, which they use to heat your home. They, they burn them, folks. They burn the babies to heat our homes. Well, AJ was there when the guy came and he said, hey, can I have one of those boxes? He told the guy what was in the box. Can I have one of those boxes? I want to home, go home and give it a, uh, give it a burial. And uh, the guy was, guy was shaking because he'd been doing the job a long time. He had no idea that the medical waste was unborn babies. He didn't have any idea. And uh, so... They walked away with it, and A.J. went home. He took that box home. And are you ready for this? In that one box were 115 babies, 115. And his wife, uh, he and his wife uh, prayed over him, gave him a proper burial, and then uh, photographed all of them, and uh, then took five of them and turned them into the police. Clearly murder. Clearly, clearly murder. And A.J. Is, is trying to put pressure on uh, the mayor of Washington, D.C. and the medical examiner to do autopsies. Because if, if they would do an autopsy on the baby, A.J. is convinced that the babies took a breath. These, these babies were born and then killed. And he said an autopsy would show if they would do it, that when those babies took in lungs, took, took a breath into their lungs, there's evidence of oxygen in their lungs. And that would show that they had been born. The medical examiner, won't, they won't do it. They will not do it because they cover for each other. You understand how that works, right? And then I want to show you something else. I'm not trying to gross you out, but friends, my buddy Mark Harrington told me a long time ago, we'll never end abortion if we're not willing to show the victims. If we're not willing to show the victims, we will never end abortion. And you go to the March for Life, and you go to, it's always about the woman, the poor woman. Oh, that poor woman. What would drive her to have to kill a baby? Oh, that poor woman. No, no, no. She knows exactly what she's doing. She just doesn't know the degree. They've lied to them, told them it's a blob of tissue, and the women don't know it. And what happens to a woman is she has an abortion, and then five years later she has a baby, and then she's all of a sudden punched in the gut with what she did to her previous child. And it's happening because we will not show. So I, I show the pictures. And I want to thank Brighty on TV for having the courage to let me do it. I had to give about 15 different uh, disclaimers yesterday. And warning, graphic video, warning, warning, all throughout it. And, they, and there's, uh, there's graphic pictures. But I want to show you something here real quick before we move on. I see Dr. Paul's got his hand up. Come on in, Dr. Paul. You certainly have something to say about this. Well, as you know, I didn't take that course in school, but for whatever reason, I know what's going on. You should know that uh, what a partial birth abortion is. They 
bring their head out and then they jam a trope car into the back of the skull and they suck the brains out, but they don't always do that. Sometimes they completely, they've gotten so brazen as they completely birth a live child and dissect it without anesthesia to get those organs. Yes, sir. In these stupid vaccines and, and, and every other demonic thing that they're doing. They're burning them for heat, Paul. They're burning the bodies for waste, medical waste. I sent you a question yesterday. I didn't, and I... I got it here. I got it here. I didn't, didn't get to it yet. Okay, well, I'll let you answer it. It's about baptizing and breaking the witchcraft uh, spell. I I, I, don't, I don't... I I get that, Paul. I don't know. I believe when you're dead, you're dead, brother. I don't know. I believe we can break the... Uh, I believe the spirit has already left the body. I believe it's already left the body. And I understand the anointing, the baptizing of it. I just don't know. I just don't know the effectiveness of it. Messing with the a necromancy and the dead. Although, I, so I, I'm going to have to think about that one a little bit. But friends, uh, I'm going to I'm going to show you some pictures here. And here's what's really good. Nobody nobody senses us here at Coach Dave Live. We get to show what we want to show. But the thing that I think is important about the video that's up there, the Brideon.tv video, that Jared, if you could, uh, I, or Spencer, whoever. I want this put on, on the website, copied to our website. And then, friends, listen. I don't know if you know this. Brideon TV uh, is banned from Facebook. You cannot take a Brideon TV video and put it on Facebook. They won't let you do it. They won't let you do it. So what I want to do is we're going to turn this into a Coach Dave Live video, and we can post it as a Coach Dave Live video. It may take them a while to catch up with exactly what's going on, but our, our friends and neighbors need to see this. And I would encourage all of you right now, <clears throat> to take this link, good. Uh, take this, yeah, good. It's up on there. Take it and share it. Take it and share it. Don't care who you piss off. Take it and share it. That they'll understand. We we said it to precipice right now. The Supreme Court, excuse me, just heard decision. I'm sorry, just heard arguments regarding abortion, the ending of abortion. This is so relevant right now, and I cannot believe that the Christian church can't rise up and demand the slaughter of unborn children. Stop! Stop it already! And every pastor in America ought to be showing this to his congregation, whether it makes them feel bad personally or not. Babies are continuing to die. They're continuing to die. Yes, women killed their own babies for whatever reason, that is in the past. It's over. How many more babies are we going to allow to be killed simply because it makes some woman feel bad? That's it. That's it. Can't put it on Facebook. Can't put it on YouTube. Can't put it anywhere. Can put it on Bridie on TV. <clears throat> Come on in, Jim. And then uh, Joe, quickly. Here, Coach, <clears throat> I sent you a video yesterday that was – the antithesis to the uh, rape argument. Um, so, I mean, if Spencer wants to uh, put his email in the list, I can email it to him. And if you want to use it, great. I think I already got it in my stuff. I don't know if I'll get to it. What, what, okay. what was it about, Jim? What was it about? Uh, a, a woman. Yeah, I got it here. Kathy Barnett. I've, I've got it here. Okay. Thank so you. If I, if I get a chance to get to it. Thanks. Joe, come on in. <clears throat> Uh, Coach, it, it makes perfect sense that they're burning these for heat burning, because burning it's, a, it's a burnt offering to Moloch. Yes. Yep. And I yep. would wager that if you really research either the uh, paperwork on the institution where it's being burnt, the address, the numerology, or in the facility itself, there's some symbology connecting that to Moloch. It's a burnt. There, there is for sure. See, we're we're late to the game on it, Joe. We don't want to. We don't want to admit this is what's going on. These are sacrifices, folks. These abortions aren't just killing babies. They're high Satan sacrifice sinners. Wake up, wake up, church. Wake Coach, up, Mel. You you might want to remind people how how babies were sacrificed in Moloch in the past. Yeah. Amen. Mel, go ahead. Yeah, Coach, you were talking about how the financial system is Mystery Babylon. And as we're talking about babies, I mean, there's a whole transactional system, you know, commodity system with babies, too. So it, it makes me think that that's in this part of the Mystery Babylon, too. 
Yeah, it, it, it is for sure. It's all tied together. Mystery. Watch, watch that video. Okay, so Spencer, do this uh, real quickly if you can. Fast forward this till we see the video. Uh, the, the one you have on the screen. Try to fast forward till we see the video. It's in the second half of the show, I think. Second half of the show. The video of him holding the babies. Yeah, there it begins. Folks, uh, going back a little bit farther, Spencer. Now, I want you to think about this because we're going to get him on here. Uh, yeah, that's where it is. Uh, AJ, he went to, he got, he got 115 of these babies, if you can imagine it. He and his wife buried 110 of them. And he saved five that are clearly, folks, this is hard to watch. It's hard to watch. Go ahead and play it. Down your street. Everything that we've been talking about is real. Please end this. Please do something about the greatest atrocity, the greatest human rights violation of the most innocent and defenseless human beings that are systematically being eliminated on your street. a baby girl she has several um, lacerations on the back of the skull one is in the occipital region back here it's where they suck the brains out as you can see the skull is totally broken seems yeah that's the main incision right there that they made has other trauma to the left of the parietal region and to the right parietal too. Okay, you can cut it off. It just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Well, Spencer, if you could, hey, hydrize if you have to. No, you need to look at it! Pull up number uh, five. These are, the, these are the pictures of, of 100 and well, I don't know if you can make that bigger or not. Mark Harrington posted this on his website. These are the pictures that AJ Hurley took. Just go through them real quick. These are the little babies that were in that box. Going to be burnt. Medical waste. This guy's a hero. He said he's fighting PTSD over it, if you can only imagine pulling these little things out and handling them and giving them burials. Turn them over to the police and ask the police just to do an autopsy. Just do an autopsy. They won't, of course. There's a little spine. We don't need to watch them all. Oh, my goodness. There's a devil's list. Okay, I want to make a, I want to make a connection here for you, friends. Good job, Spencer. Hey, Spencer, uh, slide down there a little bit. Slide down that page because I want you to zoom in on one. Right there. Stop, Spencer. Right there in the middle. The little containers that they put the little babies in. Hundred of them. Hundred of them. You're just going to be another brick. Another going to be another log on the fire. <laughs> another log on the fire so you can have air conditioning. It's Moloch. Okay, I'm going to show you what's going on and why it's going on. Point number four, God is dead. One of Klaus Schwab's boys. And talking about the COVID-19, the Great Reset. Folks, this is about, I don't know, it's about four or five minutes long. This is Yuval Noah Harari. 
lead advisor to Klaus Schwab. Yovel is praised by the likes of Schwab, Barack Obama, Zuckerberg, and Gates, who reviewed Harari's latest book on the cover of the New York Times. Harari speaks at the World Economic Forum at Davos, does TED Talks. Listen to this. Go ahead. We don't have to wait until Christ's second coming uh, in order to overcome death. A couple of geeks in a laboratory can do it if you give them enough time and money. You have a lovely passage where you say, looking at the world today, God seems to be making a comeback, but this is a mirage. God is dead. It just takes a while to get rid of the body. (laughs) I I don't think life has any meaning. Um, so so in, in that sense, it's, 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 not, it's, it's not a strong counter-argument. I know that many religions and philosophies have based the meaning of life on death and what, ha- what happens after death, but I think these are all fictional stories that people have invented uh, through history. They are not the truth. Because throughout history... Uh, death was kind of the great equalizer. I mean, the poor people always told themselves, say, in the Middle Ages, yes, now these rich people, they have all the good things in life, but they will die in the end, at least that. Uh, Just think what it means to be a poor person in a world when you die, but the rich continue to live young and beautiful forever. I mean, that's a cause for a lot of anger. If you think about uh, the Bible, for example, so in the first book of Genesis, what God does is to create animals and plants and humans, and we now want to gain this ability to ourselves to manufacture uh, animals and, and, and plants and humans. And we even go beyond God. I mean, even if you believe in the Bible, the only thing the God of the Bible managed to create is organic beings. Uh, he managed to create the cows and the tomatoes and the giraffes and the humans, all organic. Now we try to go beyond the God of the Bible and create inorganic life, something he never managed to do, either according to the Bible or according to, uh, to, to, to biology. For four billion years, all of life was organic, and now we want to create inorganic life. That's, that's really... Divinity is, is not far enough to describe what we are trying to do. The soul and the afterlife and, and things like that, the main uh, task of God was to ensure agricultural production and victory in war. If you read really the, the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, it's all about agricultural production. It's about rain, it's about pestilence, it's about fertility. And... Um, now we are much better than the God of the Bible. I mean, in, in, in the Bible, you have these recurring droughts that the, the people of Israel do something wrong, gods become angry, drought, no water. <laughs> now uh, Israel has built, in recent years, a huge desalinization factory on the shores of the Mediterranean, and most drinking water in Israel today actually come from, from these plants, from these factories. So we can make God as angry as we like. I mean, he can stop the rains. We don't care. We still have water because science has managed to do, to go way beyond the expectations of the ancient Hebrews. Um, I think the most interesting place today from a religious perspective is Silicon Valley. Uh, my bet is this is where the new religions of the 21st century uh, are being created, will be created, and these will be kind of techno-religions, religions based on technology, religions that make all the old promises of Christianity and Judaism and Hinduism and so forth, they will also promise uh, happiness and prosperity and justice and even eternal life. But here on earth, with the help of technology, and not after we die, with the help of super superhuman beings. And in a way, I would say that we've already seen the first big techno-religion in history in, in previous century, and this was socialism. Nationalism breeds conflict and war with other nations. 
It's still a danger in the 21st century, but in the 21st century, the much bigger danger is that nationalism will prevent us from um, countering the global challenges that characterize this century. There is no nationalist answer to global warming. You cannot solve it on a national basis, which is why nationalists at least sometimes tend just to deny the problem. There is no global warming. And similarly with disruptive technologies, like bioengineering or artificial intelligence, you cannot confront these problems on a national basis. If you have a ban in the US on genetic engineering uh, humans, it won't be effective if China or Korea uh, is not on board. And very quickly, the US will break its own ban because nobody would like to stay behind. You must have global cooperation to confront these challenges. Uh, and this is why I think nationalism in, in the present context is very problematic and dangerous. It doesn't mean that we won't go in, along that path. Um, humans don't always do the right thing. So the 21st century might revolve around the fears and problems and hopes of a new massive useless class. People who are useless, not from the viewpoint of their mother or, or children, but useless from the viewpoint of the uh, political and economic system. And there you are. <clears throat> There's the spirit behind what we're dealing with, friends. That's the spirit behind the COVID. That's the spirit behind the abortion. It's the spirit behind all of it. And the last thing they want is nationalism, where we, as a Christian nation, make our own decisions about about the future of our, of our country and of our, of our people. You heard, you heard him say there, they want to create a soulless human being. They, they said that. They want to create a soulless human being. That God brought it far enough, but God just doggone it. He wasn't quite able to get it done, but now with all the technology, they're able to get it done. That's what this whole thing's about. You, 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 you're not, he, they don't believe you have a soul. You're just a... You're just a mosquito. You're just a stink bug. You're just a lizard. You're just a whatever. And therefore, they don't care. They have no conscience at all. Oh, my goodness. Where do we start here? Come on in, Paul. What you've done here on coaches, you created a node in the network of a lot of good people. And I warn you, if you're a Mason, we know who you are. So don't pretend. <clears throat> Okay, I'm going to say that. We know who you are. You can stay here as long as you want, but we know who you are. As far as what you're saying is, I, I can't go back, and I'm thinking about Dr. Madej sitting in these meetings, listening to these arrogant fools. And I, yep. I tell you, she, she is a hero to stay as long as she did before she took off. And, and I've been dealing with these tricks for a long time. And... Uh, I have to tell you, I, I, there's a lot of weird spiritual things going on right now. But, Coach, you just keep going. He's given, that's the, whatever the spirit is, just realize that that's far more important than these pseudo-intellectual fools who think they have all the answers. That's right. Uh, the Paul, Paul uh, the Lord's going to deliver you in the midst of that lion's den, brother. <laughs> uh, just trust me, that's going to happen. Revelation 2015, come on in. Well, I learned this from Clay Clark. Yuval means son of Cain. And Bob and Barack Obama have called him a prophet. Could he be the prophet? I, I don't know. Jerry, you may, have to, you may have to call back in because you broke up really, really bad. You may want to. I don't know how you do it. Disconnect, come back in. We, did, we, uh, we didn't really get that. Dale, go ahead. Rather very somber uh, show at this point, a lot of being revealed here. The Lord says, he says, I, I do nothing in the earth till I first reveal it. Brother, what we're seeing, seeing is all of this is being un, unmasked to made known that we cannot say that we do not know, right? Proverbs 24, 11, right. what we right. say that we don't know. These babies, the listen, brother, it was the hard truth that catapulted me back in 1995. When I saw, when I saw what was happening, I knew I needed to do something. But this guy, this 
uh, you can call him a doctor, whatever. When man, you know, tries to be like God, remember Satan wanted to set himself up like mm-hmm. the most mm-hmm. high God. Yeah. When man is well, doing the same thing, right. right. The one thing, brother, doesn't matter what they do. In the beginning, when God created man, it says he created him, and it wasn't until he breathed his spirit into him. That will never happen, but what what is created is a is a spiritless being, brother, which is a, yep. like a fallen, a fallen thing. These things are being revealed, brother, because the epic of times has come upon our shoulders. It's coming for sure. Now, folks, here's what the guy that, that we watched the video of, I, I just sat, sat back in amazement as I watched it. Because he, he is so blind that he can't understand that all the laws that he is using to create uh, in human life, those were laws all put into place by the Lord. Gravity, uh, geometry, uh, chemistry, those were all, God created all of those laws. And then this guy's going to take all of God's laws and think he created something that God could, it's, it's, it's blasphemous, isn't it? Folks, but we have to see the heart of these people. And, you, you know, they don't come right out. They, I believe, they believe they're doing the right thing. Why? Because the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit. Neither can he. It's foolishness to him, right? So this guy has a heart that is uh, wickedly, uh, that is deceitful above, wicked and deceitful above all things, who can know it? He has a wicked, wicked heart. But they have the ability to, as, where's Russ? Ask his motto, whatever Russ did, I used to say. Masquerades. They masquerade as an angel of light. They masquerade as doing good. They masquerade. And, and we can't see it. We can't understand. And if you think there's not another pandemic coming, you are dumber than my dead grandpa. If you can't see that that's coming, friends. That's why I said get some food, get prepared. A lot of crazy stuff. I'm not trying to scare you today, okay? I'm just, I'm just connecting the dots. I'm just looking around. They're, they're telling us exactly what they're going to do. They're telling us. Kevin, come on in. You know, Coach, I'd like to cite Romans. You know, in professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Now, you listen to this foolish little young pseudo-intellectual twit up there. Yep. Um, preaching to his atheist crowd, cheering him on, all yep. wrapped up in his little 70 years of life that he's he's just in the midst of right now. He's never going to get older. He's never going to die. He's, you know, he's an infinite being. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, he's he's fooling himself. He's He's going to be sorry one day when he stands before the Lord with his knees shaking. And all I could think of was the same spirit that was present at the Tower of Babel. And you see what but God Kevin, listen, Kevin, Kevin, listen, it's, it's deeper than that. This is the same spirit being transmitted to our children yes. in our school. Yes, exactly. Do you understand that, friends? Do you yeah. understand that? And to just capitalize on a point you were making a second ago, you know, it's like a joke that uh, that Dr. Frank Turk used to make. You know, you'd have scientists uh, sitting around going to God and saying, hey, we've we've come up with a, a way to, to uh, you know, to make life. And God says, OK, well, show me how you did it. They said, well, first we took this dirt. And God said, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. Go get your own dirt. That's right. <laughs> you know I mean? So, yeah, yeah, these guys can't even see it. They can't even see it. That's right. Julie. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, team. You know, when you were talking about that, Second Thessalonians 2-3 come up. And it says, let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first. And the man right. of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes exalts himself against every so-called God or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, proclaiming he himself to be God. There it is. There it is. So uh, maybe there's a, maybe there is a, maybe there is a literal antichrist, uh, an actual person. Boy, his minions are at work now, folks, everywhere that we look. His progenitors are everywhere we look. And, uh, we still haven't. I said. I said to my wife last night. How many pastors do you think will show that video of those abortions? And why would they not? Why would they not? How could any church claim to be pro-life, 
and not show that video. Well, we know why. Because we exalt man and woman above God. We are more concerned about the woman who killed her baby, hurting her feelings, than we are hurting the feelings of Almighty God by trampling on his little children. We are so screwed up. We have it so backwards. Did you guys know this? The Billy Graham, I could show you the clip in 1988. Did you know that Billy Graham was pro-abortion, rape, incest, life of the mother? Did you guys know that? Billy Graham. Billy Graham. What if Billy Graham had stood up right away and said, no way, no way. These are little children created in the image of God. No. No, Billy Graham, the, the president to, I'm sorry, the pastor to the presidents granted his approval. Rape, incest, life of the mother. Hey, Spencer, you think I'm crazy? Do a Google, do, go to YouTube right now, Spencer, while you're running this show and see if you can find Billy Graham being, uh, well, we'll see if we can. See if he can. Come on in, Silver. He's with Larry King when he does it. See if Larry King pops up. Come on in, Joe Silver. Come on. Coach, uh, all you too. It's just horrific, obviously. There, right there. But it takes me to the place. Hang on, hang on, Joe. Hang on, Joe. All right. The third, right there. That one right there. Go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. It takes me to the place in Psalm 2 that we never really read, you know. Verse 4 through 6. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. That's right. <laughs> Yet I have set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. Right there, Spence. That's all That's I That's right. I'm, it's, hey, hey, he ain't joking. He ain't knee slapping. I can promise you that. Why are we? Why are we knee slapping? Spencer, if you can, take that. It's all right near the end. Larry asked him about a boy. Right about there. Right about there, I think. Just play that a second. See what happens here. Oh, a few more calls will get in. Uh, I would imagine the toughest part of ministry is visiting someone who's dying. In it, it, it's a tough part, but it's a glorious part. When you go in and see someone who you know is terminally ill, who you know is going to die, and they are believers. It's a happy, wonderful experience. If you go in and see someone who's not a believer, through a blood transfusion, about God, found out. Where's going to ask about abortion? That, uh, he didn't have more than maybe six. God would forgive him, let him get AIDS. The new conference they're having, and the new virus maybe. Good evening. Uh, how do you feel about the stories of persons who claim to have seen either heaven or hell? And she said, I'm, I'm, I. Right there, maybe it's there. See Jesus. I see, uh, asked the nurse several times, are all the children on the train? She wanted to be sure that all of us, her four children. Thank you for your prayers. Uh, Greg, I'm sorry, I should, have, I should have had that queued up. You've got to trust me. Billy Graham, uh, Life of the Mother, Rape, and I can't remember what the other one was. Billy Graham, Pro-Choice with Exceptions. No, that's what he was, Pro-Choice with Exceptions. Where am I here? Uh, Mel, then Emma. Yeah, you know, I was so deceived by Billy Graham. I had his magnet on my refrigerator, and I went to a rally. And yeah. um, But I'm really convinced now that he is fake light, fake salt. He's kind of that, you know, when you think about the Masonic black and white checkerboard. Yeah, check, that's right. Check, false, check his false Masonic false. root. Yep. Yeah. He's a Mason. He's a Mason. He was a Mason. Amen. Emma. Oh, Coach, um, I took speaker's training because, as you know, I am against abortion because I had one when I was 20. And so I took this speaker's training through Right to Life, I'm sad to say. But the, the numbers that they gave us is that all rape, incest, and um, the life of the mother, uh, all those cases come up to less than 1%. That's right. So less than... Uh... Yeah. You know, that's not an excuse to to have the abortion. That is the reason people use, but it is not the truth. That's right. So it's like this, Frick, phones, Frick's phones. It's like this. The same number, tiny, 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 tiny minority of people 
who are transgender in America. It's in, you can't even measure it. There are so few that are transgender, yet it's at the top of the heap of issues that we're fighting against. And the same thing has to do with abortion, uh, rape and incest, probably fewer than transgenders. And yet that's the excuse that they all use, including the great Billy Graham. Myra, come on in. Coach, um, I agree with you concerning um, Dr. Gosling. Play your role. We're reading Daniel 6.23, King James Version. Then was the king exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel right. was taken up out of the den and no matter of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Paul's going to be covered. Come on in, Doc. Uh, so the uh, our, pay, our Pope, by the way, and uh, I don't like that man. All he has to do is come out against abortion. And you know how many millions upon millions upon millions. One person who's got yep. more power than any one of these ministers. Okay, and, and I... And I was sent by John Birch, a guy that wrote the book on this. Um, he's a John Birch for 30 years. He sent me a book, and it explains over 200 years how the Masons have infiltrated and destroyed um, the the supernatural. Yeah, but Paul, we got to realize the Masons are nothing more than the children of the devil. That's all they are. Remember that Satan masquerade, uh, masquerades as a, an angel of light. And we got to call him out. We've got to call the him devil, out and keep yes, calling him out and not be fearful. The devil right. doesn't show up with a pitchfork, all right? He shows up as an angel as an angel of light. Hey, get ready for uh, pull-up number one for me there, if you can, real quickly. Uh, pardon me? You did find it? Billy Grant. Hey, people. Abortion from violent rape. Yes, I, w- I would be uh, for abortion in violent rape. I'm against abortion. I take the same stand that the Pope takes. I'm against abortion, except in cases of rape and in cases, and uh, violent rape, I would say, and then in cases where the mother's life is in danger. To Yakima, Washington, for better. There you go. Right out of his mouth. He's pro-choice with exceptions. You understand it, friends? Pro-choice with exceptions. Dale, come on in, then I want to shift gears here real quick. Uh, well, two things real quick. First off, a woman's life is never in danger in that ever, situation. Ever, never. Lie from the pit of hell. Rape is not the rape is not either, brother. We can go on and on and on and on about great people, you know, that have been birthed because of such acts. But brother, the fact of the matter is that the church surrenders these things. The devil has no authority over unless we have surrendered. As I always tell you and have told you for decades, told my church. You draw the line behind you, not in front of you. The devil will cross your line day in, day out. When you draw it behind you, when the church draws it behind you, says we're not backing up and we're not backing down, then the devil will flee from you. Draw near to God, he will draw near to you, brother. So Dale, uh, Dale's making the point that when you're standing on a cliff, the cliff is behind you, so you cannot back up any farther. As long as the church has room to back up, the church will continue to back up. We have to draw the cliff behind us, not in front of us. Randy. Coach, the truth on, on when it's, they say it's the life of the mother, nine out of ten of those pregnancies, when they deliver that child, the, her life, their danger goes away. But, so, in other words, <laughs> by delivering it, it will take them out of danger. That nine out of okay. ten doctors who can, can, can agree on that. You know, they agree that, that yeah, that's that that'll that's the yeah. best thing to do for her is to deliver the baby. So that's you don't have to kill the baby to save her life. You deliver the baby. Yes, yes. We're so screwed up, Jack. Yeah, again, they've 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 co-opted the language. We shouldn't even use the term abortion. It's either murder or medical. End of conversation. There is Jack, you have George Lewis's phone. Jack, you got George Lewis's phone. Okay, we 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 can't hear you. Listen, hey folks, couple news. I'm going to show you a video. Tom Renz, Tom Renz, 
We're doing a special interview with Tom Renz Thursday night at 7 o'clock, 7 to 730. Uh, call in. You can ask him some questions. Attorney Tom Renz, 7 to 730 on Thursday night. I'll get you some more information about that as well. Uh, what else? Oh, my. I got a lot of stuff I didn't get around to. I'll get to it t- tomorrow. Bring up number uh, number one. This was sent to me by, believe it or not, uh, several different people this morning. So it's worthy. This is a story about Kathy Barnett. She's running for U.S. Senate. It's a pretty powerful thing, seeing how we're talking about abortion this morning. Go ahead. I grew up in southern Alabama, very rural, one-stop sign town called Nitchburg. Getting ready to go to college, I decided to go into the Army Reserves. But I had to go get my birth certificate, mainly because the name was different. The name I had always grown up with was Nelson, but then come to find out there was something completely different on my birth certificate. Clearly, I could have done the math and realized just how young my mother was when she gave birth to me, but it was never something that truly resonated with me until I looked at my birth certificate for the very first time and just kind of studied it. Her gender, they called her a Negro girl, and that was the first thing I saw, and it just kind of grabbed my heart. But then I saw her age, and she was 12. And that just really struck a chord in me because I realized just how young my mother was when something so horrible had visited upon her. Even to this day, it's a very hard word to say, but my mother was raped. Given her young age at 11 years old, my father being 21, they was hurt. We was all devastated. But my mother said, you know, you're pregnant, so we're going to get through this. And she helped me get through it. I don't want to use the word choice. She was going to be born. I didn't have a choice to say, you're going to live, I'm going to abort you. That wasn't a choice for me. And I thank God it wasn't a choice for me. As a child, I knew no difference. I was loved, and um, I felt loved. It gave me a greater appreciation for my mother. It helped me to forgive a lot of the mistakes someone at that age, having gone through such trauma, would have made in their own parenting. But it definitely made me become very adamant about the sanctity of life, of all life, regardless of their conception, regardless of how they arrived, that I am (laughs) valuable, I'm worthy, and my life has purpose. Before the foundation of the world, God saw me and he decided that I would be. And he said in his word that not only did I see you, but I called you, I predestined you. And so as a Christian, I believe in the value of life, that when I was in my mother's womb, he was knitting me together. Even among Christians, even among staunch conservatives, an exception to the rule of being pro-life for many is in the case of rape. And yet my life has value. From me has come two very beautiful and charming and smart kids married to a wonderful husband. We've made a life for ourselves and none of this would have happened if the exception to the rule had applied Regardless of how old you are and how the child was conceived, that child deserve a chance. And if I had made that choice, where would I be at right now without my daughter? The hardest struggle for my mother, the hardest thing for her to overcome, I think is just the effects of the trauma itself. And that is why I think it's so important to help people understand that the trauma has already been inflicted. The child should not be inflicted with the consequences that squarely belongs on the one who inflicted the trauma. You have to be able to see the difference. Aborting me would not have eased the trauma that my mother suffered. Aborting me would not have allowed me to be in a place today where I can now take care of my mother. It's just amazing to see them grow up. Regardless of how my life started out, I'm blessed. I'm not left with bitterness. I'm left with overwhelming sense of gratitude that not only did God see value in my life, but that my family saw value in my life. I'm very grateful for that. 
I'm eternally grateful that they chose to allow me to be born. <clears throat> That's pretty powerful, isn't it? And I was just thinking as I was as I was watching that there, the great, great lie being tossed about, told in, in America about the black community uh, that uh, I, I'm going to say it. Most blacks are more black than they are Christian. Now, white, whites are the same thing, right? But you know that in the, in the city of New York, New York City, a black child is more likely to be aborted than born. Did you know, folks, did you know that? That there are more black babies aborted in New York City than are born. And yet the black community, the black elected officials, still have convinced blacks to vote Democratic. Who knows why? When the Democratic Party is the lead, leading cause, leading pro, pro, progenitor of the destruction of black babies. It's unbelievable that that lie has taken such root. But it has. It has. And, you know, I, I believe I speak for 90, what's COVID, 99.2%. People I know aren't racist. I'd say there's more black people racist than there are whites. That's the scourge of our society and the scourge of our culture. Racism made up. They're murdering black babies in the womb. I said just Saturday, we went to the, last weekend I went to the abortion clinic. I tried to point out to all the black folks that were there, hey, there's a black, <laughs> there's a white guy in there killing black babies. There's a white doctor inside that Planned Parenthood killing white babies. How can you stand out here and be for that? Because can I make a quick correction? Uh, not yes. quite white. Just want to say that. Not quite white. What does that mean, Vinny? Well, there's not black. There's not white, right? There's also a not white race that looks white. Yeah. Hey, man, it's not even about that anyway, right? Does anybody not? not yeah. Did anybody's heart not uh, feel for that wonderful black woman, whatever color she was, that she understood it? How how can Christians be so divided over skin color? Oh, is that that's been one the devil's played. Oh my goodness, Beth Ann, come on in. Thank you. Um, good morning. Uh, I just wanted to say just. You know, you've got those out there holding up BLM signs and all lives matter signs, but nobody's speaking up about the murder being done. And I think it's great that it's a topic that you've brought up and you're you're emphasizing on, because I do think we all need to be more involved and and Amen. speak up about the truth of it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Beth Ann. A reminder, running out of time here. Tom Rents is going to be Thursday night. I'll get you more information on that. I'll be on the Hagman Report with our uh, AJ this morning. Uh, it'll it'll play tonight. A lot of going on I didn't get to. A lot of stuff on the schedule I didn't get to. And uh, I'll give R- Rochelle a chance to get in there real quick. Go ahead, Rochelle. I just wanted to say uh, thanks. Uh, good morning, team. Um, Mayor Bowser's phone number, if you would like yes. to call about that, D.C. Oh, thank you. Okay. Um, put it, is- put it, listen, folks, let's do this. Pick up the – listen, uh, this is one of the things A.J. asked me to do yesterday. Pick up your phone and call the mayor in the medical's office. And have them please uh, do an autopsy. I've I'm got sorry, um, for Mayor Bauer. It's um, two zero two. Hang on seven. a minute. Can we get it? Can we get this up on the screen somehow, uh, Spencer? I don't know how we would do it. I don't know. How we, go, hey, Michelle. I'll shut up. I promise. <laughs> You're good. Uh, two zero two seven two seven two six four three. That's for the mayor's office, and then. I have a number for the medical examiner, but I have not been able to get through. And when I do, they just hang up on me. So maybe you'll have better luck. 202-727-9099. Folks, this, what Rochelle's asking you to do is the same thing A.J. Uh, Hurley asked, is that we would call the mayor's office and demand an autopsy. And that number, again, I've written it down, uh, Rochelle, 202 202- 727, maybe somebody can put it in the chat for us. 
2643. Mayor Bowser could demand an autopsy, and the autopsy would show whether or not those children were, in fact, born, took a breath, and were allowed to die. And the other is a medical examiner, but Rochelle says she's not getting through on that, and that's 202-727-9099. Again, that's 202-727-9099. Let's flood their, uh, their phones and demand and an alt- that's all we're asking for, right? Yeah, we just want the truth. We just want the truth. Just uh, a truth that these babies did, in fact, die in the womb, or were they illegally born and permitted to die? Hey, folks, this is a tough sob- subject. Please share. Maybe today's show, but no, sh- share that Brideon show. Make people hurt. Mark Harrington told me, until people see the victims, abortion will not end. God bless you. See you tomorrow.